Welcome to Diamond Quiz, presented by Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And here's the host of Diamond Quiz, DC Lundberg. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Diamond Quiz is back. I have absolutely no idea what day of the week this is, but this is brought to you by Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or Tloppin. Locked On Mariners is, of course, brought to you by Built Bar. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked on Mariners Podcast or any of the other programs here on Tloppin'. Follow this program on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter as well, if you would please, at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, if you're scoring at Home Diamond Quiz, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, is back. And back with us again are three players who have won the three previous games and not only won the three previous games, but absolutely trounced the competition. So this is our episode of Champions, hopefully with a little bit harder material. And let's see how these gentlemen deal with it. The winner of the first game is back with us, of course, Taylor Blake Ward. Taylor, how are you doing today? Howdy. Um, I'm doing. I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh... The two geniuses struggle to think today. <laughs> and maybe just a little bit slower to the buzzer than you are today? Well, I, I'm not at a zoo this time, right. so I think I'll do a little bit better. All right. And uh, in the second episode, uh, the so far with the highest score ever in this program is Paul Sully Sullivan. Sully, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. And uh, I'm just looking forward to having fun and playing the game right. I'm not really being very competitive right now. Okay. <laughs> and that's a complete lie. I know. That's a complete and utter lie. But I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to give the Derek Jeter answer there. Just sandbagging it today? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and our third episode, the winner of that third episode is Jeff Snyder of Locked On. By the way, Taylor Blake Ward, Locked On Angels, and Sully from Locked On MLB. Forgot to mention that. I apologize. Locked On Dodgers host is Jeff Snyder back with us. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. I am here to make friends, but also to kick those friends' butts. That is the perfect <laughs> attitude, sir. And I went over the rules with you gentlemen before the game, but I will do it for the listening audience. Questions, answers, and points. And the categories for round one are as follows. Facial hair all-stars, career changes, saved by zero, the hunt for red October, and this is our episode of Champions, so breakfast of champions. We drew names to see who would start, and Taylor, for the third time in three tries, his name came up. So Taylor's going to go first. I'm going to counter this. Sully, you get to decide between facial hair and Red October. Red October. All right. For five, for five. Yep, starting off with front for Red October. These are questions about the 1990 World Championship Reds. Among the Reds' starting pitchers that season, which one had the lowest ERA? Jeff is first. Uh... Tom Browning? Is incorrect. Somebody else, please. Sully? Jose Rio. Is correct with a 2-7-0 ERA. And you get to choose next, sir. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Next question in that category. Which nasty boy had to come out of the bullpen to join an injury-riddled starting rotation and started 16 games? Sully again. Norm Charlton. Correct again for another 10. Uh, 15 for Red October. Closing out the category, who led the 1990 Reds in batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging? Sully. 
Uh, Chris Sabo. Incorrect, sir. Somebody else, please. Taylor's in there. Mariano Duncan. Also incorrect. Jeff, do you have a guess? Um, uh, Hal Morris. Is correct for 15 ah! points. Hal Morris slashed 340, 381, 498. All team leading totals. That's the last person I would have guessed. And Jeff gets the next choice. Let's go to facial hair all-stars. All right. With his eye-catching sideburns, who was the only player to steal 50 bases in one season and hit 50 home runs in a different season? Sully. Uh, Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds, incorrect, sir. One of the other gentlemen, please. With his eye-catching sideburns, who's the only player to hit 50 home runs in a season and steal 50 bases in a different one? Three seconds. Nobody's buzzing in. That's Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. Oh, God. But uh, let's see. Jeff does get the next selection. Uh, Let's stay with that category. Yes, sir. The first overall draft pick in 1986, which infielder spent eight years as a Pittsburgh Pirate Taylor? Sorry, I hit the wrong button. You hit the wrong button? I I, I went in too quick. Uh, 86, first overall pick. Yes, sir. Uh, Barry Bonds. Uh, No, sir. Uh, I will finish the question unless somebody else wants to ring in. The first overall, uh, Sully's going to try it. Jeff King. Is correct. First overall draft pick in 1986. Uh, Jeff King spent eight years as a Pittsburgh Pirate before finishing his career with two and a half years in Kansas City with a brilliant late 19th century mustache. And that was actually worth 10 points. Sully is up to 25. Jeff at 15. Taylor uh, yet to score. Sully gets the Uh, next choice. Let's finish up facial hair all-stars. Yes, sir. This time for 15 points. Sporting a fabulous Fu Manchu mustache, the imposing Goose Gossage pitched for nine teams in his Hall of Fame career. With which of these teams did the Goose pitch the fewest innings? Sully. The San Francisco Giants? That was my guess when I wrote the question, but it's incorrect. Somebody else, please. Jeff. Uh, The Mariners. Incorrect. Taylor, do you have a guess? Is it Texas? Yes, for 15 points is correct. The Texas Rangers. 40 and a third innings pitched for the 1991 Rangers in 41 games. Taylor, you get the next selection. 15. uh, You you have Jeff has 15. Sully at 25. Very close game so far. Uh, We'll go breakfast. Breakfast of champions. These are players who have appeared on cereal boxes. What was the name of Sammy Sosa's cereal that was sold in Chicago in the late 90s? Taylor. Slamming Sammy. Correct for five points. Breaks the tie with Jeff. You have 20. Jeff has 15. Sully, 25. Where would you like to go, sir? Go to 10 on uh, breakfast. Breakfast of champions for 10 points. Which gold glove shortstop graced Wheaties boxes upon being elected to Baseball's Hall of Fame in 2000? Taylor. Ozzy Smith. Is correct for another 10 points. You've just taken the lead. 30 points, Sully 25, Jeff 15. He was elected to Baseball's Hall of Fame in 2002 and appeared on Wheaties boxes at that time. Where would you like to go, sir? Let's close out the category. You got it. Upon his election to the Hall of Fame in 1994, which slugging outfielder appeared on boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Mini Wheats? Sully. Reggie Jackson. You got it for 15 points. You have retaken the lead at 40 points. Very close game thus far. Where would you like to go? 
Um, we've, we've done all of facial hair, Hunt for Red October, and Breakfast of Champions, right? Correct, yes. And I've been forgetting uh, to know that. Go, let's go to career changes for five. All right. These are ball players who went on to other successful careers. Which Hall of Fame pitcher now has a thriving career as a photographer? Jeff. Randy Johnson? Yes, you got it for five points. About a minute left to go in the round. Uh, same category. After his playing career ended, Bob Euchre became a Brewers broadcaster, commercial pitchman, and actor. What was it? Uh, let's see. Sully's in there first. Oh, God. I hope this is Mr. Belvedere. That is incorrect. I'll finish the question for the other two gentlemen. I jumped the gun. I jumped that's, the gun. That's okay. That's all right. What was his character's profession on Mr. Belvedere? Jeff. Uh, sports writer, right? He was a sports writer, yes. For 10 more points, you are tied now in second place with Taylor at 30 points, Sully at 40. Let's finish it out. Let's finish, finish the it finish out. The question. <laughs> You're still in the leads. With these players as fast as they are, it does not hurt to jump in every once in a while. Here's the 15-point question. While he never played Major League Baseball, after his minor league days, he went on to sing in a rock and roll band, act on Broadway, and in motion pictures, but he may be best remembered for hosting both Win, Loser, Draw, and Super Password. Name this late, multi-talented performer. Sully. Wink Martindale. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. Somebody else, please. Taylor. Who is Danny Gans? Good guess, but incorrect. Gans did play minor league baseball, but uh, not the man we're looking for. Jeff, do you have a guess? I'm blanking all my, all my game show host names. Uh, to, to Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery, incorrect. Uh, this was Burt Convy. Played uh, two seasons in the Philly system before going on to his career as a as an entertainer, and that is the end of round one. And at the end of round one, we have an incredibly close game. Taylor and Jeff both at thirty points. Sully at forty points. Will somebody pull away in round two? Has as has been tradition on this program. Let's hope not. Let's hope it stays close all throughout round two. And we will be back after these commercial massages. I could go for a commercial massage. (laughs) Since we're doing a game show here, I'll rip off a different one for this promo. Answer. What protein bar tastes delicious, is made with real chocolate, doesn't have a funky texture or aftertaste, and is high in protein but low in calories and sugar? If you said the question is, what is the Muppet Show? Then you clearly were not paying attention to what I just said. Shame on you. But if you said, what is Built Bar? You would be absolutely correct. Each tasty, low-sugar, low-cal bar gives you 15-plus grams of protein. The flavors are all great. My personal favorite being chocolate raspberry, chocolate peanut butter, and chocolate orange. Don't just take my word for it, though. Do yourself a favor and amble on over to BuiltBar.com. You can even put together a box of the flavors you'd most like to try. And for everyone who can hear the voice I'm using right now, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first box. It is so simple. And lest you forget about Built Boost Drink Powder, which makes a refreshing protein-packed drink. 
Of course, my favorite flavor is pina colada. So if you like pina colada and getting caught in the rain, escape to BuiltBar.com. And if you like making love at midnight, send me an email at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. But seriously, do go to Built Bar and don't forget that promo code to get $10 off your first order. Now time for the second half of Diamond Quiz, presented by Locked On Mariners. Once again, your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you again, J.M., leading us back into the second half of Diamond Quiz. Recapping the scores, Sully in the lead at uh, 40 points. Taylor and Jeff tied at 30 points. Very, very close game. Going into round two, where point totals are doubled, 10, 20, and 30 points, respectively, with these categories. Good stuff that happened in 1994, 30-something, offensive defense, waterlogged big leaguers, and before and after. And with before and after, I will give an example for uh, those who do not know what we're talking about. You take two things and you smoosh them together with one or two common words. The example I have is the American patriotic character dating back to the War of 1812 and the band that recorded Wooly Bully in the 1960s would become Uncle Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. You guys got it? Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> well, fortunately, so they were your favorite band growing up, weren't they? Oh, God almighty. I have to pick my brain up from the ground. Hold on. Let me okay. put it back in my cranium. Okay. okay. All there right. it is. All right. All right. I that- think I understand that question. But there right. you go. All right. Jeff gave the last correct p- reply. He will choose the first category in round two. Get us started, please, sir. Uh, let's go with 1994. All right, good stuff that happened in 1994. The 1994 All-Star Game was one of the better Midsummer Classics ever played. It was ended on a 10th inning RBI double by Moises Alou to score the late Tony Gwynn. Which young White Sox hurler gave up the hit? Sully. Uh, Wilson Alvarez. Incorrect. One of the other gentlemen, please. Nobody's going for it. I'll give you three more seconds. Taylor? Is it Jack McDowell? No, sir. Jeff, do you have a guess? It's the two 90s White Sox pitchers I can think of right now. So, no, I do oh, not I have a guess. I think I know who it was. I think uh, I know who it was. Darn right. it. Oh, wait. wait. Alex Fernandez? No, uh, Sully. It's not going to count, but who do you think it is? Oh, I was going to say Alex Fernandez. Oh, it's Jason Bure. He was an all-star? Yeah. Holy <laughs> cats. All right. Jeff uh, gets, let's stick with that category. Let's stick with that category. Let's do it. As noted, on this very program last week, the aforementioned Tony Gwynn led all of baseball with a three ninety four batting average in 1994. Who led the American League in batting average? Uh, let's see. Jeff is in there first. Frank Thomas? Incorrect, sir. He, had, he was second or third. Sully? Julio Franco? Incorrect. Taylor, you got a guess? Is it Edgar Martinez? It is not Edgar Martinez. It's Paul O'Neill who hit three fifty nine. Oh, good guesses, all though. Um, all right, I hit that category. <laughs> all right, let's go to uh, before and after. I hope it's Sam Sham and the Pharaohs. All right, and these are all baseball related, obviously. What do you get when you combine a member of the team that's now the Milwaukee Brewers and something you hope doesn't go out on a furnace? Sully. Pilot light. Uh, that's not a complete answer, Taylor. What is Seattle pilot lights? Seattle pilot light is correct. 
member of the team that's now the Brewers, Seattle Pilot, and something you hope doesn't go in on a furnace, Pilot Light. Uh, let's see. Taylor, you are t- now tied with Sully for the lead, 40 points. Where would you like to go? Oh, let's ruin this category and get rid of it. Let's get rid of it? Okay. Let's see. What do you get when you combine the original drummer for Cheap Trick with the man who hit 36 home runs and was an all-star for the 2008 White Sox? I kind of thought nobody might ring in on this one. Three more seconds. Sully? Seattle Pilot Lights. (laughs) No. (laughs) Taylor? Ben Carlos Pena? No, that's not correct. Uh, Jeff, do you have a guess at this ridiculous question? Um, No, I don't. Okay. Taylor was close. It's Bun E. Carlos Quinton. Bun E. Carlos, the drummer. Carlos Quinton, the player. And uh, let's see. Sully, or pardon me, Taylor has the next selection. Close it out. Close it out. If you guys get this one, geez. What do you get when you combine the six foot six inch pitcher who was on both the 1991 ch- World Champion Twins and 1993 National League Champion Phillies and a 1984 hit song from the Pet Shop Boys? <laughs> Sully. David West End Boys. You are so close, but that's not. Oh, correct. David West End. I have to take your first answer. I'm sorry, Jeff. David West End Girls? I fe- yes, I feel I feel bad for that ah. one, but I gotta give it to Jeff. And he takes ah. the lead on that one. Sixty points. Taylor I, and Sully both in forty. I am so I feel terrible about oh that. Oh my god. Uh, Jeff, let's uh, pick another category and get rolling. Waterlogged big leaguers, offensive defense, thirty something all unchosen, and good stuff happened in nineteen ninety four. One question left. Waterlogged big leaguers. These are about players with aquatic type names. Which Canadian outfielder hit 266? Jeff. Jason Bay. Jason Bay is correct. That is the water type name in that situation. Hit 266 in an 11 year career with the Padres, Pirates, Red Sox, Mets, and Mariners. Do you want to stay with this? Yep. Let's do it. Which speedy center fielder stole 70 bases in 1975 to lead the American League and also hit a league leading 13 triples? Nobody wants this one. Sully wants this one. Mickey Rivers. Yes, sir. For 20 more points, bringing you to 60. Uh, let's, let's close it out. All righty. Which middle infielder led the 1945 American League in on-base percentage while a member of the Boston Red Sox, then led the AL in games played and played appearances following the following two years as a Detroit Tiger? And if you guys get this, I'll eat my left shoe. And three seconds, and my shoe is safe. Yeah, this is a guy named... I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. uh, in. You're in. Try it. Is it Eddie Lake? Yes, it's Eddie Lake! Yes! Somebody's Googling over there. I I had to think of his first name. I couldn't think of his first name to save my life. And I have to eat my left shoe now, don't I? Because you got that one for 30 points, bringing you into a tie... With, for first place with uh, Jeff Sully, 60 points, only 10 points behind. We now have about a minute to go in the round. This is incredibly close. Taylor, let's get rolling. Uh, what do we got? Um, Offensive, what's, defense. Uh, do that one. I'll do that one. All right. These are about players who were defensively deficient. Who committed the most fielding errors in the 1990s? Is it Jose Offerman, Dean Palmer, Ho- uh, Taylor? Sorry, uh, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, incorrect, sir. 
It's either Jose Offerman, Dean Palmer, Jose Valentin, or Todd Zeal. One of the other gentlemen, please. Sully's in there next. We called him Jose Eferman in Boston. But that is not the correct answer. Jeff, do you have a guess? I'm going to go with Todd Zeal based on playing time. Yes, sir. For 10 more points, bringing you to 80. Uh, Let's stick with that category. You got it. Pitcher Dennis Lamp was referring to whom when he said of this outfielder who played 12 big league seasons with six different teams, Jeff? Dave Kingman? No, sir. He said of this outfielder, if you hit him 100 fly balls, you could write a book about it. Catch 22. Sully. Greg Luzinski. Incorrect. Taylor, do you have a guess? Mm, I don't. Uh, Derek Jeter. (laughs) No. (laughs) He said that about Luis Polonia. Huh. Looks like we have time for one more question, Jeff. Where would you like to go? Uh, Stay there. Stay there for 30 points. Sully, this could get you in the lead if you get this. Whoever gets this question wins the game. Someone once described his defense as, quote, akin to watching a gaffed haddock surface for air, end quote. Name the slugging corner outfielder who for some reason spent more time in the National League than American League in his 13 seasons. Jeff? I don't know. Dave Kingman? No, sir. One of the other gentlemen, please. Could you repeat the question? Uh, Yes, I can. Someone once described his defense as, quote, akin to watching a gaffed haddock surface for air, end quote. Name this slugging corner outfielder who, for some reason, spent more time in the National League than American League. Sully. Rusty Staub? No, sir, that's not correct. Taylor, do you have a guess? What position? (laughs) He was a corner Corner outfielder. Slugging corner outfielder, and i got to give you three seconds. God. Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. I, I don't know. That's all right. This was Glenn Allen Hill. <sighs> Glenn Allen Hill is the answer as time expires in round two. Oh. I am so glad that nobody ran away with this one, but my goodness, what a game, gentlemen. Jeff wins it oh. with 80 points. Taylor, 70, and Sully, 60. Wow. My and gameplay was really lacking, though. I should have gone with 30-something because then 10 points, nobody could have passed me up by getting it right. I I take took a stupid risk by going with a 30-point question there at the end, and I'm just thankful that my two competitors are as ignorant as I am. Well, I just, <laughs> I'd say we I add just, on an extra minute. <laughs> if I just remembered the gender of the West End that they were <laughs> Uh, because I I got David West, and the way West End was it boys or girls, it was one or the other. I say I, we add a minute for the thirty something. Uh, or, or do we want to read the questions and have them not count? Because we could do that. Yeah, too. let's do that. That's fine. all right. And that is fine. Let's do the category from the first round that we didn't get to too. Okay, yeah, we, we sure. We I mean my podcasts have been running over time anyway, so let's do that. And uh, these won't count for points, but we'll just do this for fun. Starting with thirty something. This is about baseball in the nineteen thirties. Who is the only player to win three MVP awards in the 1930s? Jeff is in there first. Rogers Hornsby. Incorrect, sir. Sully? Jimmy Fox? Yes. 1932, 1933, and 1938. And the next question in that category is, the New York Yankees won the AL pennant five times in the 30s, and only three other teams took the AL pennant during that decade. Name two of them. Sully? A's, Senators, and Tigers. You got all three of them. Oh, man. <laughs> and then, yeah, he just not, beat me. It's not fair that Sully was alive back then and the other two of us weren't. Yeah, that's oh. right. <laughs> oh, sure. And the third one was, which pitcher, stru- which pitcher struck out the most batters in the 1930s? 
Sully. Dizzy Dean? Uh, no, sir. Mm. Jeff. Dazzy Vance? No. Taylor, do you have a guess? Lefty Grove? I don't know. Lefty Grove was second. Lefty Grove was second at 1313. Lefty Gomez was topped in the decade at 1351. Carl Hubble, incidentally, was third. And we will get to the other uh, category that we didn't get to in round one, just for the heck of it. Carl Hubble's Um, birth name was Lefty Gonzalez. (laughs) The the category we didn't get to was Saved by Zero, which is about players who wore either zero or double zero. And the first question is, in 2019, the first matchup between a pitcher wearing zero and a batter wearing zero took place. Adam Ottavino was the pitcher named the Royals hitter he was facing. Jeff's in there first. Terrence Gore. Is correct. And the next question is, the 1985 Blue Jays had one player wear zero and another wear double zero at the same time. Name both players. Sully. Al Oliver was one of them. Yes. And I will guess that Cliff Johnson was the other. You guessed correct. Yes, sir. That is absolutely correct. And the last one, before we wrap up for the day and let everybody know where we can find us on Twitter, name the backup catcher for the 1991 World Championship Minnesota Twins who wore number zero and later backed up Yvonne Rodriguez in Texas, Sully. Junior Ortiz. Is correct. Is absolutely correct. And, uh, Sully, I will let uh, you have the opportunity first to let my listeners know where they can find you on the Twitter and about any projects you may have. Well, I'm recording a new song called West End Boys, which I think is going to be a really, really big hit, especially with middle relievers of the Twins and the Phillies. Uh, I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. You can listen to Locked On MLB all the time uh, on your podcast catchers. And I'm also the host of Bull Durham Minute, which is another movie by minute podcast. We break down the movie Bull Durham. Very good. Thank you again. Very good game. All three of you, very, very good game. Uh, Jeff, uh, same question to you. Where can, uh, what do you, what are you up to these days? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Snydog, S-N-I-D-O-G. It's just my last name with an og instead of an er. Uh, I'm at Locked On Dodgers is our podcast. And I co-host Vince Imperio. Um, yeah, and maybe next time we should just tell Sully that the points don't matter. He seems to do better in that situation. Oh, <laughs> The, the game is over. You don't need to trash talk anymore. I told you I needed my gloating time. Right. Well, I'll tell you, you only won by 10, pal. So, uh, hey, no, what, what it's was right. that uh, third word of that sentence? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> That's all right. Je- Jeff, thank you again. Of course, you know, we're, we're just joking with each other. Uh, Taylor, what are you up to these days, sir? Uh, apparently, I am 10 points better than Sully, which is all that matters to me. Uh, uh, Seattle, Pilots, okay Seattle, the- Pilots. <laughs> Seattle Pilots. Seattle Pilots. So, uh, yeah, uh, check us out, Lockdown Angels, uh, Taylor Blake Ward, all the works. Appreciate having you, or you have me on again, DC. Absolutely. All, uh, pleasure having all three of you on. Again, very, very good game. It did not disappoint. This episode of Champions was fantastic. You can find me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Ladies and gentlemen, the show can be found on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked On Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that your brain head can think of. We are coming back to you tomorrow, I am sure, unless this is the last show of the week. I just don't know yet. So... Look at the Twitter, and I'll tell you later. And have a good day. Have a good weekend. Just have a good time in general. This is Joey Martin speaking for Diamond Quiz, presented by Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
Ask your smart device to play Locked On MLB upon the conclusion of this program.